Lord, blessed be your name, the name above all names. We praise you this morning. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, when the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, the walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing. Suffering was pain in the 
blessing, every blessing you poured out, I turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will sing it out now. be seated. We are so excited about our first service in Spring Revival. Amen. I got up this morning just excited about the prospects of what God is going to do today, what he's going to do throughout our week, and I hope that you are prayed up. I hope that you've invited folks to be with us this week, and I believe the Lord's going to do a great work, uh, not just in the hearts and lives of the lost folks around us, and we pray that that'll take place, but first, The overflow must come out of our lives and us being ready for what God wants to do in our lives this morning. And so uh, I hope that you've looked for opportunities to invite. If you haven't, uh, I hope that you'll do that beginning today, even at lunch, that you'll invite somebody to be with us tonight. And uh, for those of you that are joining us through through television and through Facebook Live, we'd like to welcome you this morning. I'm Brother Brad Walker. I'm the pastor here at Bryansford Baptist Church, and we're so glad that you've joined us. For those of you joining us through Facebook Live, I'd love for you to be able to reach out to us this morning through the comment section. And if you've got a prayer request this morning, if you'd just like to let us know about a need in your life, uh, go ahead and do that. We've got folks that are manning that, and they'd love to reach out to you this morning. 
Maybe today's your first opportunity to be with us here at Brinesburg. If that be the case, uh, we want to welcome you. And there is a card in front of you in your pew. If you'd fill that out and put it in the offering plate in the back as you're leaving this morning, we'd love to know about your attendance, but more importantly, how we can minister to you and pray for you and your family. And we are very glad to have you with us today. And this is our first service this morning of our spring revival. And uh, we're going to have Brother Kenny Rager with us this week. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about him here in just a moment. Uh, but I hope that you will invite throughout the week. I, I, get, I hope you'll get a taste of him this morning. and It'll be good enough for you to want to have folks come, okay? So uh, that was a joke, okay? <laughs> Wake up. It's a revival, okay? Let's get excited. I'm going to make fun of him a little bit, but... Uh, but we're so glad to have you this morning, and uh, tonight we're going to have a special time with our students, a pizza supper at uh, 5 o'clock, so have your teenagers here, and I hope that they'll invite a friend to come with them. It's going to be an exciting night tonight, and then everybody knows what tomorrow night is, right? We're having a fellowship, all right? First one in over a year. I don't know about you, but true Baptists, we shouldn't wait that long, okay, uh, between, between eating together. Uh, but we're really excited about that. It's going to be catered, so we'd love for you to come. But really the idea here is it's for you to bring somebody with you because you don't have to bring a dish, so bring somebody, okay? So uh, we'd love for you to be here uh, tomorrow night. Bring a friend. Uh, bring another family with you. There's going to be plenty of food, and uh, we'd love for them to be here with us. And an uh, awesome opportunity for us to invite there. Uh, Tuesday night, take somebody out to eat. You do something special with them at 6 o'clock and then have them here at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, on Wednesday night will be our children's emphasis, and our kids are going to be singing, so they're going to have a, a supper time uh, there at 6, six o'clock and also a little bit of rehearsal before they sing. And so a good opportunity, uh, bring, bring kids with you. If you've got kids, grandkids, kids in the neighborhood who don't usually go somewhere on Wednesday night, that's a good opportunity for you to invite them as well. So we're really excited about what we have in store this week, and I hope that you will use this as the opportunity, a gospel opportunity uh, throughout the week. Uh, again, a lot going on. Uh, finally, we've begun to have a lot of activities, and I'm excited about that. Uh, we will be moving back to our normal classrooms on uh, May the 2nd for Sunday school, and so take note of that. Also have a baby dedication coming up on Mother's Day the 9th. And so if you've had a baby that hasn't yet been dedicated, I know last year was crazy because of COVID, and so maybe you've had a child over these, this time that we haven't been able to do that, um, let us know, and we'd love to get all the information to you uh, so that you can have your child here for that special service on uh, Sunday morning, May the 9th. Also, our uh, graduate Sunday on May 16th, again, I need to get your information into us so that we can have that all prepared and all, all the special things ready for that. And then we are so excited about May 16th, that afternoon at 4.30, we're going to be launching back into our choir ministry. And we are so excited about that. And many of you are a part of that ministry, and many of you don't yet know it, but you're a part of that ministry, okay? Uh, so uh, we're going to be coming after you. You know, if you've got a voice and you can use it, uh, we want you to be plugged in. We've got a big service coming up for the 4th of July, and we need to get on it because uh, that's, that's, we're only going to have about a month of practice for that. And so uh, Brother Rockney will be talking to you, uh, but we want to we see that choir filled up once again. What a wonderful ministry that is here at Brinesburg, and we're excited to be able to launch back into it on May 16th. So you see many other things coming up, but uh, make note of those. But this week, we're focused on revival. We're focused on what God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives. And we know that we've got many around us who are hurting in many different ways. Uh, physical ailments, financial issues within families, relationships that are broken, and families that, that need uh, reconciliation to be brought in. Uh, we recognize the gospel is the answer there. But most importantly, we want to pray for the lost again today. 
Uh, many of you have, continue to have your one that you're sharing with, and you're looking for that opportunity to try to get them here this week. Uh, let's continue to pray in that way, uh, to have gospel conversations, to have opportunities to invite folks, uh, because we recognize uh, that uh, only the Holy Spirit can stir hearts and, and save souls, uh, but the Lord's called us to go in and invite and to do our part, and so let's do that this week. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord, we have been so excited about this particular day. Uh, Lord, there's been so many efforts, Lord. We've had so many folks who've gone out and invited. Lord, we've gone door to door and we've knocked. And, and Lord, we, we've, we've tried to invite our friends and family and everybody we can think of. Because, Lord, we believe that you want to do a great work. Lord, we believe that you want to move and you want to change hearts and lives. You want to change families. Lord, you want to you bring deliverance to some folks who have who've been held captive by, by sin and, and, and substance abuse and, and issues of their past. And, Lord, you want to set them free this week. And so, Lord... We've done what we, what we can do, but Lord, only your Holy Spirit can bring true revival. And so, Lord, this morning we pray that your Spirit would just fall upon this place in a new and a fresh way. And that, Lord, hearts would be broken over sin. Lord, that, that relationships would be restored. Lord, that the lost would be, would be saved. Lord, that you would do the work that only you can do. Lord, today we just we pray that all of our hearts would be made ready. Lord, that all the distractions would be removed. And Lord, that as we leave this place today, that we could truly say that we have met with Jesus. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sing with me. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the that I see you are my all in all seeking you as a precious jewel Lord to give up I'd be a fool you are my all in all Jesus Oh uh -huh. 
Let's sing that chorus again. Just our voices only in praise. Sing together. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Oh, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Amen. Well, we are so excited about having Brother Kenny Rager with us this week. He is uh, works with our Kentucky Baptist Convention as our evangelism strategist. In other words, he goes throughout the state and helps churches do exactly what we're doing this week. Uh, helps them to plan a, a, an event that specifically targets the church being able to reach out to the folks around them and to, to be able to share with the, the community that the Lord has placed them in. And we're so excited to have Brother Kenny with us this week. Uh, he'll probably uh, touch on this quite a bit this week, I'm sure. Uh, but he's been bottled up for about three weeks now. Uh, not been able to preach. His uh, daughter Gracie's had three very serious surgeries on her back over the last month, and, uh, and he, he's excited to be with us here this morning, but I would say buckle up, okay, because he's an evangelist who hadn't gotten to preach in three weeks, so that means uh, we're going to get a lot, okay, so we're, we're very excited about that, but pray for Brother Kenny, and uh, I, I hope you'll get to know Brother Kenny. If you've got questions, if you've got uh, questions about salvation, if your kids have questions, if you've got a, a loved one that you'd like someone to talk to, Brother Kenny's a, a great person for them to talk to if they've got questions. And so I hope that you'll utilize him while he's here this week. Uh, that, that's why he's come. That's, that's what his, his calling is. He is an evangelist. And so we're excited to have him with us this week. And he'll come here in just a moment after we uh, finish up and, and uh, worship through song. And uh, I know the Lord's going to use him in a powerful way during his time with us. This morning as we come to our opening time of prayer here at the altar, I know we've all come with, with different needs on our hearts. Uh, maybe you're, you're praying for a loved one this week. Uh, this is the week you've been looking forward to because uh, you've really been inviting and you've been working to get folks here. And maybe you just want to pray for them this morning here at the altar. Maybe there's a physical need in your life. You've gotten a, a pretty uh, scary diagnosis this week from a doctor. And you'd just like to lay that, that burden down here at the altar today. Maybe there's a relationship that needs healing and you just need to give it over to the Lord. Maybe there's another need that we couldn't guess in a thousand years, but the Lord knows what it is. We want to give you the opportunity to come this morning. So with every head bowed and with all eyes closed today, the altar is open at this time. Come, whatever the need may be, let's, let's come and let's hand it over to him. today and Lord I'm so thankful that we serve a God who knows our burdens Lord you know the cares of our heart Lord you know the things that distract us this morning because they're heavy upon our hearts and so Lord right now we want to give them over to you Lord, we don't want to be distracted Lord, Lord we don't we don't want something to to cause us to not hear what you want to say to us this morning and so Lord we lay those things down Lord, we we lay down our loved ones 
who are lost. Lord, recognizing that only you can do the work of salvation. So, Lord, we lift them up to you right now. Lord, we lift up to you that, that physical diagnosis this week that only you can change the situation and circumstance right now. So we give it over to you. Lord, the relationship that is broken, and we think it may be broken beyond repair. But, Lord, we know that all things are possible with our God. So we hand it over to you. Lord, today we need your presence. Lord, we need your spirit to fall upon us. Lord, do the work that only you can do in our midst. And we will go ahead and give you the honor and the glory and the praise for what you are going to do today. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand with me with all your heart and soul and mind. Let's shout to the Lord for who it is. Here we go. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days I want to praise the wonders of your mighty Shelter tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath on that I am never cease to worship you. Come on, let's sing. Shout to the Lord of the earth. Let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath Sing power and man. 
Be seated, please. Nadia and Praise Band are going to come. Beautiful song.
us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your Man, isn't our God good? Oh, man, thank you, praise team. Thank you, worship leader. And I'll tell you what, I wish I would be here when your choir gets fired back up. You guys have great worship in this church. And I'll tell you what, we celebrate, we worship. Why? Because we have a God who's good to us, who's a living God, who gives us hope, who gives us freedom through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, I love Jesus, and I can tell that we're going to have a good time this week. Aren't y'all, aren't y'all excited about this week? Listen, my name is Kenny Rager, and I serve with your Kentucky Baptist Convention. And on behalf of the Kentucky Baptist Convention, we'd like to say thank you, Brinesburg Baptist Church, for your cooperative program support. You may not realize this, but every time you give, and your church gives a little bit to the cooperative program, and as that goes a long way, you are helping consultants in the field, evangelists like myself that are, that are serving your churches, equipping churches, and doing trainings for churches, and helping uh, churches to get the gospel out. But even in addition to that, you are helping to plant churches in New York City, in Miami, in St. Louis, in Cincinnati, in L.A., through the North American Mission Board. And even on top of that, you are putting over 3,300 missionaries and their families on the field and they don't have to come home and raise support because of the cooperative program. Did you know that you're doing that? And on behalf of the Kentucky Baptist Convention, we'd like to say thank you for your cooperative program support because we know that the gospel is getting out. Speaking of the gospel getting out, Brother Brad, I heard that y'all visit over 24 to 2,500 homes. Is that correct? Hey, can we just praise God for that this morning? As we are attempting to get the gospel to every home, praise the Lord for a church that's trying to go out and to get the gospel and got the gospel over to 2,400 homes. Nothing is impossible through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God is going to bless your seed sowing. I believe he's going to bless your gospel efforts to get out there and to share the gospel. And I think maybe even this week you may see, by God's grace and God's grace alone, some of the fruit of that labor. 
If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to take your Bible and open it up to the book of Romans, chapter 10, a very famous passage. You know, you spend a lot of effort of getting the gospel to every home, of getting the good news of Jesus to every home. And you know, the gospel is not hard to understand. There's a lot of stuff in this world that is hard to understand. I'm going to talk maybe a little bit more about this throughout the week, but my wife and I, we just got done with over three weeks. We spent three weeks in the hospital and then last week of recovery with my daughter who had a very serious back operation. And, and you know, those doctors would come in, Brother Brad, and they would, they would speak to us and, um, about what they were going to do. And I'm just a simple Kentuckian. I got a Kentucky fried brain is what happens to me. And I didn't understand a lick of some of the stuff they were saying. I had no clue what they were talking about. And some of you all this morning, you may hear about Jesus and hear about the church. And it may just sound like, man, this, this stuff's over my head. I don't get it. It's beyond me. It's above me. I just need somebody to make it simple. You know what? There was an old preacher. And it was a, it was a cold, snowy February day. And they looked out, and he looked out the window, and he said, you know, I just don't think we should have services today. All the ice, the roads are all iced up, parking lots. So he began to call the leadership of the church, and, and uh, they said, yeah, we probably should cancel today. Um, so he began calling around, and everybody's like, yeah, it's a good idea. We should probably cancel because of the snow and the ice today. We should probably do that. But he called a dairy farmer that was a member of his church, a deacon of his church, and he said, brother, we're going to cancel today. And and the dairy farmer told, he got kind of quiet over the phone, and he uh, replied back to the pastor. He said, well, preacher, he said, you know, when I go out to feed the cows, if only one cow shows up, I still feed him. Of course, the preacher kind of bit his tongue a little bit. He said, well, all right, I'll see you there. So they went to the church that Sunday morning. It was just him and that dairy farmer. And he said, well, if he wants to come to church, we'll have church. So he began to get up and he preached from Genesis to Revelation for about two hours. He just laid it out there. After he was done, he looked at the farmer, who's the only person in attendance in the crowd, and he said, well, what'd you think about that? He said, well, preacher, when I go out to feed the cows and only one shows up, I don't give them the whole load. <laughs> Some of you all may think today, this Jesus stuff is, is too much. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's hard for me to comprehend it. Well, Brother Brad, if I can this morning, I would like to make the gospel as simple as I can. Not a watering down of the gospel. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. We're not going to water down nothing. We're going to simplify it this morning. And we're going to take it to its, to its bare essentials. I pray today that, that through God's grace that a child can understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I, I believe children can understand the gospel, don't you? I was seven years old when the Lord came into my heart. But I also at the same time, I believe that the gospel, though a child can understand it, can also speak profoundly to the oldest person in this room. If you would stand to honor God's word, his holy, infallible, and errant word. Romans chapter 10, you know this one by heart, but look at verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
And with mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And look at verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Say this with me, church. Shall be saved. Father, thank you for the word. May you bless it today. May it not return void. And I pray for the person that needs to understand the gospel. That, Lord, they will understand it this morning and would make a decision to follow you as a result of it. We thank you for Jesus. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. The writer of the book of Romans is the Apostle Paul. This was the man that was the great persecutor of of Christians, and the Lord saved him, and he became the great missionary to the Gentiles. And the Lord used Paul in such a, a great way. And here in Romans 10, this great good news message that he went all over the world preaching. He writes to the Romans, to the Christians in Rome, And he simplifies the gospel. I believe Romans 10, 9 through 13 is one of the most simplistic explanations of the gospel in the entire Bible. And Paul just lays it out there. And what I want you to hear today is what Paul is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit about what the gospel or the good news of Jesus is. And how a person who has transgressed against God who has broken God's laws, who is separated from God, how they can be restored, how they can be forgiven, how they can have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, with God through Jesus Christ. And this message is not complex. The gospel message is simple. Three things I want you to see about the simple gospel message. Number one, it's a simple message about Jesus Christ. It's a simple message about the Lord, the God-man, Jesus Christ. Look back at verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Notice what Paul says. He says there is a confession with the mouth, And there is a belief, there is a belief with the heart. What does that mean? Well, what does confession mean? Confession is going on the record. It's making a statement. It's saying, I am publicly proclaiming, or I'm going on the record about something. Here Paul says that we are to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. That we're to open up. Make public, make a declaration, go on the record, be unashamed about Jesus. You confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Now what is the the confession? What is this confession that he is what? The what? He is the Lord. Understand that when a person receives Jesus, it's not just a forgiveness of their sins, though that's a big, big part of it, but it's also going on the record that he's your Lord, that He is your Savior, that you're going to live for Him and love Him and worship Him and give your life to Him, that you are all about Jesus, that He's your Lord, your Master, your Savior. So the Christian must confess that Jesus is 
Lord. But what else must they do? They must what? Believe. Believe in their heart. Particularly what? Believe in your heart that God hath raised Jesus from the what? The dead. There must be a belief and a trust that this Jesus who you're confessing as Lord really did die on the cross for your sins and that he really was raised from the grave by God the Father. You have to believe that. You've got to trust that this man, Jesus, is real and is alive. You confess he's Lord, you believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. It's a simple message about Jesus, that Christ was God, that he came to this earth, he walked on this earth, he lived a spotless, sinless life. He did miracles to prove who he was, and yet he went to the cross, he suffered the wrath of God, he was buried to prove that he was dead, and on the third day he resurrected from the dead. And if we confess him as Lord and believe in our heart that God hath raised him from the dead, there is a promise. And what is that promise, church? That you'll be what? Saved. From what? From your sins. See, our sins separate us from God. And if we are to die in a, in a state of separation from God, we will spend eternity away from God in a place called hell. That's what it means. So what does it mean to be saved? It means to be rescued from that. To be saved from that. But you've got to confess. And you've got to believe in the God-man who's alive today named Jesus. You've got to believe and confess. Well, Kenny, I intellectually believe, I acknowledge that there is a God. Does that cut it? No, it does not. James tells us that even the demons believe that there's a God, and we know there's no salvation for demons. You have to understand this word belief. That is a Greek word which means to put your faith into or your confidence into, your trust into. The belief in the New Testament is not just an intellectual with your head that you are agreeing with something intellectually, but that you are having faith in something. Now, let me give you a prime example if you were to drive to Nashville this afternoon, um, how many of you all believe that if you were to buy a ticket from Nashville to the Miami airport, that an airplane could theoretically, technically, take you from Nashville to Miami? How many of you all believe that? Absolutely. That's intellectual belief. But the biblical belief is a little bit different. It's driving down to Nashville, buying that ticket, and not only just acknowledging that an airplane could take you from Nashville to Miami, but it's actually walking down that terminal, giving that ticket to the lady at the counter, walking down into the airplane, sitting in that seat, buckling up, and trusting that the captain will take you from Nashville to Miami. Are you with me, Brinesburg? There's a difference. And the Bible belief is putting your faith. Let me give you another example. You have faith and you put faith in stuff all the time. Not because you came to church, but because you're sitting in a chair. What do you mean by that, Kenny? Well, how many of you all, before you came in here today, examined the specks and the screws and the bolts and the pews that you're sitting in? How did you know that that pew that you're sitting in would sustain the weight that is in it right now? 
Did you pull out some, some scientific measurements to check it? No, see, you're trusting right now that that pew is going to hold you up. You ever thought about that? You are exercising, putting your faith, your confidence, your trust into something that you're sitting on right now. Oh, if we would just learn to do that with Jesus, Brother Brad. To put our faith in the resurrected Savior. Number two, it's a simple message about Jesus. But number two, it's also a simple message about life change. Anybody glad today that you're not the same as you were when Jesus first saved you? That you're different now. You're different. God has rescued you. He's made you different. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 10. I love it. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness... And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You believe in your heart. You put your faith in Jesus. You trust in Christ. And what happens? Righteousness happens. Righteousness comes on you. Man, I don't know about you. But when I look in the mirror, I don't always see a righteous person. Anybody else feel me on that? I see somebody who messes up who falls down all the time, who struggles when I look in the mirror. Do I have anybody else that's in my boat today? Yeah. And if you're not comfortable raising your hand quite yet, God will get you there. Because <laughs> you're in the same boat, whether you know it or not. You are. We all struggle. But you know what's really neat? You know what's really neat? Is that the Bible says, because I've placed my faith in Jesus, that he declares me righteous in Christ. So though I may look in a mirror and see unrighteous Kenny, somehow, some way, through the grace of God, when the Father looks at me, he sees Jesus Christ. That blesses me. That blesses me. Today, if you place your faith in Jesus, when God looks at you, he doesn't see a failure. He sees Christ. That's a beautiful gift, amen? So understand what the Bible says. With confession, with the, with, 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 with the heart, results in righteousness. And again, here it is, with the mouth confessed, resulting in salvation. We've talked a little bit about this. Salvation from death, salvation from hell, salvation, redemption, forgiveness, a new life, a new beginning. It's amazing. Now, these aren't two separate events. This is, this is one event. This is all crammed in to what happens when you repent and you believe and you trust in Jesus. Oh, man, when the Lord comes in your life, he brings the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, guys. I mean, a lot happens when Jesus comes into your heart. It's amazing. And today we need to understand that people need to be made right with God. They need to be saved. You know what, we, we can complain all we want about how bad the world is and how awful the world is. But can I just be honest with you? Lost people are going to do what lost people do. And the only way that will change a lost world is if they get Jesus. Because when Jesus comes into the life of a lost person, they are now born again and found. <laughs> and the Spirit of God changes how they live. But right, I fear sometimes we teach people that they got to get their act cleaned up. They got to get everything together before they come to Jesus. Can I just be honest with you, Brinesburg? That ain't biblical. How many of y'all fish? 
We have no, I thought so. No fishermen in this church? What in the world? Question to my fishermen. How often do you clean your fish before you catch your fish? You don't, do you? And you know what? When God saves us, guess what? He takes us as we are. Amen. We don't have to get cleaned up before we come to Jesus. You come to Jesus first, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he will clean you up. That's what happens. You don't get everything together before you come to Jesus. You're getting the cart before the horse. You come to Jesus, and he'll save you. Number three, it's a simple message about Jesus. It's a simple message about a changed life. And oh, Brother Brad, I like this one. I like it. It's a simple message for all who would believe in Jesus. For all who would believe. Look at verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And look at this. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Do you hear what Paul's saying? He said, you don't have to be a Baptist to get saved. You don't got to be a Catholic to get saved. You don't got to do this or do that or do this. You just have to call on the Lord and he'll save you. You trust in Jesus and he'll save you. Notice in the text he says there's no difference between Jew or Greek. What in the world does that mean? In that time period, they got real hung up on that. That could only Jewish people be saved or maybe non-Jews. Could non-Jews even be saved? And Paul is saying, man, he can save whoever he wants to save. All people groups. Can I tell you today, it doesn't matter if you're white, black. It doesn't matter if you're Arabic, Chinese, Honduran, Brazilian, Russian. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you're rich. doesn't matter if you're poor. doesn't matter if you came from the good side of the tracks or the bad side of the tracks. And by the way, theologically, we are all on the bad side of the tracks. Every one of us are. But here's what you need to know. It doesn't matter your stock. It doesn't matter what your 401k looks like. He'll save you if you call on him. He will save you if you call on him. Well, Kenny, this just seems too simple. It just seems too simple. You're telling me that if I just repent of my sins, know that, I'm, know that my way is not the right way, and I believe that Jesus died and rose again. And I put my faith in him and ask him into my life. And You're telling me I can be right with God. Yes. Yes, I am. You're telling me my sins can really be forgiven. I've done some crummy stuff, Kenny. I'm telling you they can be. You're telling me he can put me on a new direction in my life from the way that I'm going right now. Yes. It seems too good to be true. It seems too simplified. Yes, it does. Can I tell you why? Because the hard part was done 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ. See, Christ, who never sinned, who never failed, oh, how he loved you so much. He stood before Pontius Pilate, he was whipped, he was scourged, scourged, he was beaten, his beard plucked out, crown of thorns on his head, made to carry that cross. That was hard work, Brad. That was hard, wasn't it? 
He went to Calvary, stripped of his clothes, completely naked. That's how they did it then. Our TV shows and dramas, we don't show that part, but that's what happened. He was completely stripped. And he bloody, his bloody body was laid on that cross. Nails in his hands and his feet. They put the cross up. They set it in the ground. It shook his body in pain. That's hard stuff. He was thirsty. He suffered. That was hard. He breathed his last breath and he cried out, It is what, church? Finished. It's done. It's done. And you know what? When he went to that grave, and he, he was really dead, by the way. And when God the Father raised Jesus to life, and he busted out of that tomb on Easter morning, oh my goodness, that was a receipt that said, your sins are paid in full. <laughs> and the living Jesus now is beckoning you to come to him. He's beckoning you to call upon him. He's beckoning you to repent of your sin and to trust him as your Savior. The hard part has been done. It is now up to you to open your heart and to receive him as your Savior. Are you ready? Are you ready to be saved today and to give your life to Jesus? I'm going to ask if every head could be bowed, if Brother Brad would come this morning, if our musicians would begin to come, and just if our piano player could just begin to play quietly, and then um, uh, we, can, we can go into the music from them. But with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you've done or where you've been. But, there was, what, but was there a time in your life when you repented of your sins and you placed your faith in Jesus. For me, I was a seven-year-old boy when that happened. I'm sometimes amazed, Brad, that Jesus would save me knowing some of the stuff that I would do in the future. Just to be very honest with you, I'm amazed that he would do that. But he did because it's about Christ. If today you can go back and, and, and you know that he saved you. I mean, you know that you know that you know that you're saved. Not by your works, not by your church membership, but by Christ and Christ alone. And you're not ashamed today. That's what Paul said. They're not ashamed. Would you raise your hand just as a testimony to God? This isn't for me. This isn't for Brad. But I want you to just raise your hands to the Lord. And I want you to just to, to praise God. You keep it up as long as you want. Praise Him for saving you. Praise Him for coming into your life. You just keep it up as long as you want. This is between you and God. Just thank Him in prayer for saving you. There are others today that couldn't join and raise their hands with those that are praising God right now. They couldn't do it. But you stand here or you sit there and you listen to this message and you feel something on your heart. You feel the Lord working on you. You know what? He wants to save you. Would you admit today you're a sinner? You've got to admit you're a sinner. You've got to know you're a sinner. You've got to know Christ died and resurrected and turned to Him. But you've heard that today. But if you're ready today to open your heart to Jesus, it's not magic words, it's not hocus pocus, it's not a chant or an incantation. But would you call out to God in repentance and prayer, asking Him to come into your heart? Maybe it's a prayer like this that you want to pray. 
Dear God, I am a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. But I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for my sins. I believe he is raised and alive. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. I open my heart to you right now. Take me as I am. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. In the name of Jesus, with head still bowed and eyes still closed, maybe today you prayed that for the very first time and you just experienced Jesus coming into your heart. I want to invite you now that if you just experienced Christ, if you just encountered God for the very first time, I want you to raise your hand to Jesus and just praise him right where you are. Right where you are. Stick it up and praise him right now. And thank him for saving you. And thank him for coming into your heart. Here in a moment, we're going to stand and sing. And if Jesus has done a work in your life, I want you to come today and tell Pastor Brad what God has done in your life. So, Father, we thank you. May you move in this moment. Lead us and guide us. And I pray that you'd give someone the courage today to receive you. Pray in your name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we sing. Would you come?